This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c And I'm a work in progress. That's another thing that I've just accepted that sometimes I feel like I've got this together and sometimes I feel like I'm falling apart and can feel like a zero sum game where I'm succeeding at work and then I'm failing on the home front or I'm, you know, really present at home and feel like I'm making headway with my kids and my husband. And I feel like work is slow and it's falling by the wayside. So I think this is something everyone can relate to, whether you are a working parent or stay-at-home parent or somewhere in between. We all can feel like we're failing. If we're succeeding on one front, we're failing on another. And, you know, we're all a work in progress. That's all I can say is that nobody has it nailed down, no matter how perfect it looks on Instagram. Welcome to the Pete's Doc Talk podcast. This show's success is largely due to you and the way you share the podcast with others and leave reviews. So thank you and continue doing so. I'm so grateful to have the most amazing guests to guide you in your parenting journey, topics about all things parenting, child health, child development, and parental mental health. And I also love inviting fellow women, fellow moms, fellow parents to talk about their parenting journey, about life as working professionals, stay-at-home moms, whatever it may be. And today's guest is doing just that. Her name is Ariel Reshef. I'm sure many of you may know her. She is a ABC News national correspondent and mom of two. And she's joining me to talk about finding joy as a mom and TV news correspondent. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ariel. It's so great to be with you, Doc. I'm so excited. So fun story. I connected with you on Good Morning America in 2021. I had written a post about the struggles of pandemic parenting and Good Morning America and other news outlets picked it up. And we had a face-to-face, well, video-to-video interview about my tips and my understanding that's happening. So I met you then and we've kind of maintained a Instagram friendship. Uh, We describe it as pen pals. So I love that we're actually connecting on the show today. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you, Dr. Mona. And I just adore your platform for so many reasons. And I was turned on to your platform, like you said, when we talked Zoom to Zoom for Good Morning America. And your guidance really resonated with me as a mom and as a working mom, as a parent, because we had all faced some really dark times and challenging moments over the course of the years prior to that. And it was nice to hear a pediatrician, a mom say, you know what, be gentle with yourself. And Take it easy. And the happier you are as a parent, the happier your children will be. So I really appreciated that. And I love following you. And it's just an absolute joy to be with you today. Yeah. And after that connection that we had almost two years ago now, following you on social media and just seeing 
what you do, obviously, as a TV news correspondent and an amazing mom. Obviously, I know we don't know each other in real life, but just seeing, you know, it how you share like your, it. <laughs> it feels like it. It does. And I just again, I love surrounding myself with people, whether it's online or in real life, who share that passion for life, for parenthood. And it's really nice to see. So the connection is great. It's a mutual love there right back at you. And, you know, one of the biggest things is I want to talk about first before we get into this sort of finding joy as what you do as a mom and also as a TV news correspondent is what made you go into broadcast journalism? I know it has amazing ups and downs, but what kind of drove you to do this as your career? You know, I call it a serendipitous twist of fate. I Mm -hmm. never set out to become a journalist, even though I've always been a voracious news consumer and been obsessed with current events and global affairs. This was never a career that I had designed for myself. I was finishing my master's in diplomacy and conflict studies, and I was doing that abroad. And I ended up falling into the news business really in such a kind of circuitous way. Nothing I ever would have expected. I had zero experience and I ended up randomly applying for a job at the urging of my husband who wouldn't kind of relent. And he pushed me and pushed me. And finally, I just said, "Okay, fine, I'll do it. And I submitted my resume knowing I had zero credibility in the field. But I had a master's in diplomacy and conflict studies and I was living in the Middle East in a region that I really understood. And so I tried to lean into the experience I did have and kind of explain to the future employer that I could tackle a learning curve. And so I ended up auditioning alongside a lot of people who had way more experience than I did. And somehow the next day I got a call from the news director saying, you know what, we're going to take a chance on you. And to this day, I'm grateful for that because I don't think I would have taken a chance on myself given how little experience I had. The first time I ever saw a teleprompter or walked into a news (laughs) studio was that audition. So it's sort of a message that you just never know the winding road that life will take you on. But this certainly, it ended up once I was in the career, I realized how much it fits so many pieces of me and my interests. And there's also parts of it that keep me out of my comfort zone, which keeps me on my toes. Oh, well, I love it. I'm so happy that someone took a chance on you and you have created this career, obviously, that I love. I love watching you on the news. And especially I feel like I'm a celebrity. I know a celebrity. I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, my parents, my ABC News is our news, by the way. We love it, obviously, the nightly news and anything. And so whatever I tell my family and I'm like, oh, do you know this? She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's so great. And of course, my mom's like, she's so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, oh. mom, she's very, she's very beautiful. If <laughs> you know, the podcast was on video, you saw what my bangs were doing before we hit, before we turned <laughs> no, off but, the video. So thank oh, you, man. mom. I'm so, well, look, listen, I love meeting intelligent women as well. Obviously, you know your trade. You're very good at what you do. And one of the biggest things that I do on these episodes. So for anyone who has not listened to a Finding Joy episode, the Finding Joy episodes on this show go into real life parent, mom life, because I am a mom. I speak a lot about that. I've done a lot of these episodes solo. I've invited my husband on to chat about finding joy in marriage and parenthood. And you're the first, one of the first people I'm inviting to chat about this sort of life as a mom and professional in this situation. So I'm really glad that you're one of my first guests on a finding joy episode of the Pete's Doc Talk podcast. I'm honored. And I think it's a really important topic because as parents, we can sort of lose sight of the need to find joy because we're trying to lift up everybody else around us. And, you know, my love language, I'm sure yours is too, because I can tell just through our Instagram friendship is taking care of everybody else. Yeah. And so sometimes we as parents have to stop and we sometimes are forced to stop in a moment and say, you know what, what is my joy? Where can I find it? And why is it so important that I do? And part of this is talking about 
joy, that term balance, which I know can sometimes be a little hard triggering of like, is there really balance in work life, all of that. But the goal of this conversation for everyone listening and why I wanted Ariel to come on is just to chat about real life as a mother, you know, the things that we do, whether you have a paid job outside the home, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, like I mentioned already, this is about things that perspective, mindset, how we get through the good and not so great difficulties of parenting. So this is why we're having this conversation. And I'm so excited that Ariel's joining me. And my first question getting into it is what has been the hardest thing to balance as a TV national news correspondent and mom. And, you know, one of the things I see when I look at you, and of course this could be incorrect in an assumption is you have a lot of early mornings, you know, you have, you're on location sometimes like, and I know that there maybe can be some, you know, obviously there's separation that's happening from your family, but what has been the hardest things that you've had to quote unquote balance as a TV journalist and a mother? Well, clearly, Mona, there's the rigors of the job itself. Mm -hmm. And so the hours, as you mentioned, can be sort of erratic. And I say it's predictably unpredictable. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I know sort of if I'm going to be launched for Good Morning America, generally speaking, what that means as far as my time frame. And then I usually have a little bit of a gap in the day. um, And then I start kind of revving up for World News Tonight. And in between all of that, when I say there's a gap, sometimes that's filled by personal time and sometimes it's filled by other platforms because ABC has so many of them and I'm blessed to be working with every single ABC platform. So sometimes I'm working on a story that's going to, you know, air down the pike and sometimes I'm working on day of news. It really depends. And so, you know, in the transition to becoming a correspondent, one of the things I really had to accept that is not innately me is that sometimes it's out of my control, that the time is out of my control that the times that I end up having to travel for work, I don't necessarily have a say over. And so I had to lean into that piece of me that still to this day can be really uncomfortable and jarring. And I think the other part of it is when you're working as a national correspondent, I'm a general assignment correspondent. So I just kind of never know what I'm going to be covering the next day. And, um, some of the topics can be incredibly emotional. I often am operating like so many parents on a sleep deficit. Yeah. And so, you know, the emotional attacks that this takes on me can be hard. And I've had to really learn how to seize moments because there is that misconception. I believe personally, this is my personal belief, and I've come to this after being more than six years as a national correspondent and in the industry more than a decade, that the notion of balance as a parent doesn't exist. And to keep pursuing it, to me, is a fool's errand because you're just spinning your wheels trying to grab a carrot that just keeps moving. And to me, my husband actually put this in great perspective for me and he had to drill this into me. He said over and over, life is about trade-offs, but if we want to say it positively, so it doesn't sound like a negative, we can say life is about moments. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that in my career, I have had to take moments out of my day to spend with my kids or to spend with myself or to take the moment to take a walk with my husband when he happens to be, you know, in between calls or has a free moment. And that sometimes just those moments, even though they feel short and fleeting, can mean more than trying to spend hours with your children on end when you're already exhausted. So for me, it's been one of the more difficult things has been that mind shift of trying to stop pursuing balance because it doesn't exist in my world and start pursuing and seizing moments. 
As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess meals. Chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just 2 minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno lime cheddar chicken and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with Factor Meals because they're ready in two minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious Factor Meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 and use code peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code peedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Well, I love it. I love how you talk about balance because that want or desire to pursue balance can also lead to a lot of disappointment because there's a expectation that the balance should look a certain way when it's truly just like you said, moments, it's experiences, it's what makes sense for your family. And that can make, that can look different day to day, week to week, depending on whatever's going on in the family, whether it's you having to be on location or have a busier day, or whether it's someone else who has something else going on in their life. It's just such a ever evolving situation. Definitely. And I think that one of the important lessons I've had to teach myself and I keep having to, it's almost like an affirmation. I keep saying nothing in life is linear, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's parenting, whether it's career, whether it's relationships, nothing in life is static or linear. And in my career, we deal, it's interesting. I don't know that a lot of people would know this, but as a national correspondent, I am busy and it looks like I'm busy all the time, but there are peaks and valleys in my career where they're, you know, at the peak, I am so busy. I can barely breathe and I don't know how I'm going to come out of it. And then there are valleys where the news cycle dictates that I'm not used as frequently. And then you get into the point where you should be seizing the moment and you should be saying, okay, I've got a break or a little bit of relief, but instead you go into the tailspin of why am I not being used? What's going on? Maybe I did something, even though you know full well that the news cycle is just what it is, you know, that, you know, there's, there's other stories that are going on in other places. There are other correspondents who are working on stories that are, you know, day of news. We should be able to wrap our heads around that. And so that's a constant learning opportunity for myself I have to keep saying to myself, Ariel, life is not linear. Sometimes we have great days with our kids and we feel like we could just stay with them for hours on end and soak up every single experience with them. And there's some days where as a parent, we have to admit 
it's not my day. I'm yeah. not doing like my kids are driving me crazy. Yes. <laughs> Justified or not, you know, sometimes they're just being kids. Sometimes they're actually driving you nuts. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to be kinder to ourselves and find that ability to say life isn't linear. And this is just one of those moments. Well, again, this is what these episodes are all about on the Finding Joy episodes on the show is this, again, mindset shift, how we talk to ourselves about the reality of our life, right? I think it's so important that we do this, not only as women, but as mothers, as everything that we are, whatever it is that you're dealing with in your life. And, you know, so many of my followers and so much of my community deal with mom guilt, you know, things that it could be various different things. And did you ever experience mom guilt being, you know, obviously as a mother and also as a professional? Every day. Yeah. (laughs) So what helps you get through that mom guilt? Is it the mindset shift that you already told me that your husband also talked to you about and you also created? What has helped you to kind of say, I got this. It's okay. You know, there's moments where I feel like I don't got this. And I think that I've had to accept that. And I think mom guilt is a real thing. Dad guilt, parent guilt. It's a thing. Yes. And, you know, I had a moment in my early days at ABC where I was covering a story and it was really my first breakthrough story where I was on the story for days on end and Mm -hmm. there was no end in sight. And it was a pursuit of a suspect in a case. And I knew that I was going to miss my son's birthday party at school. Mm -hmm. And we were relatively new to New York. And because I'm so oriented to family, the concept of missing out on that milestone at school was devastating to me. And I had a boss of mine who I adore, who's been a champion for me and as a mom of three, say to me, join the bad moms club. Sometimes we just got to do it. Yeah. And at first I really resisted that idea. I don't think it makes you a bad mom because you have to make trade-offs or have to take moments, whether it's moments at work or moments with your kids. How do I get through it? I think day to day, I experience mom guilt, whether it's should I, when I don't have Good Morning America, take a couple more minutes for myself and do Mm -hmm. something for myself? Or should I run to my kid's school and try to seize a moment where they're having a little event for the kids? And it's a real struggle every single time. And I don't think you fully overcome mom guilt. Again, I would just circle back to, and what I do for myself is keep saying to myself, let me look at the big picture. Am I seizing the moments when I can? Am I seizing enough moments that my kids know that I'm present for them? And one of the things that's been empowering is, you know, after Good Morning America, if there is a morning event at one of my son's schools, I try to race there to be there and be present for them and show them that I'll show up if I'm in town and I'm able. But I also try to explain to them that I have a demanding career and this is something that I love and that I hope they're proud of me for pursuing. And hopefully later in life that will yield a dividend. We'll find out, won't we? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can say from a developmental perspective, like I preach this a lot on my show, on my Instagram about this sort of understanding of the big picture, like you just mentioned, and how important that is. Whatever you're doing as a parent, it's so important not to get so bogged down into the, I'm not doing this, this is not happening, and focusing on what are we doing here? And is my child loved? Are they safe? Which they are, you know? And sometimes, like you said perfectly, there's going to be seasons, right? There's going to be times where there's going to be more of you in your kid's life, and sometimes less if you have this kind of job, right? I imagine that. And I love how you just kind of say, it's what it is. I'm going to let that go. And it's okay to also feel the guilt, right? This is a human emotion, just like anything else. And sometimes we feel bad for having it. We feel bad of like, oh, well, I shouldn't feel this way and I should feel okay with it, but it's okay to feel the feelings that everything that motherhood brings. And I love that you are owning up to that. Um, And I think that can help actually navigate a lot of the things that we go through. That's very true. And I also think that over the years, I've established guardrails in my own mind where I say, this is my red line. My red line after that birthday party incident, you know, years Mm -hmm. ago, red line is 
am I going to remember the story that I'm covering in six years from now? Or am I going to remember that I missed the birthday party? And so that was a real reckoning for me. You know, I was at that time, I had less control over my career. I was in the early moments and I was doing everything humanly possible to break through and get onto the shows because it's not a given when you're hired, you know, that you're going to just get used all the time. You have to earn it. And so, you know, I was paying my dues at that point and I was hard on myself, both as a mom and as a correspondent at the time. And now that I have become a little more established and have a little more stability, I know that I have guardrails. I say, you know, whether it's a holiday with my family, not every single one, because that's not the way it works in the news business. We don't get every holiday, but I will spend certain amounts of time with my family. I will use my vacation and I will really unplug. I will try to be present in the moments when I can. For instance, one of my guardrails, and it's a day-to-day thing, is if I'm home in time for bedtime, which sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't, I leave my phone upstairs and I take my kids down and I put them to sleep and I try to be incredibly present for that 25 minutes, even though it doesn't sound like a lot. And sometimes I find that that 25 minutes that I spend with them where I'm uninterrupted, I am fully focused and I'm reading them books and I'm tickling them, you know, to sleep. Those are the moments that I feel like I've bonded with my kids the most yeah. as opposed to sometimes the weekends where we're together all day, but nobody's really kind of focused or yeah. pressed. I do the same thing, which is why I'm like, wow, yeah, bedtime is our time. Like it's exactly. other, other families listening it may, may not be, but it's like that is our protected like you said, 15 to 30 minutes of our time, mommy and Ryan, or whether my husband's home, it's all three of us. It's amazing. And like you said, it's focus, quality of time. And when I have those long days with him, that's the days and I'm like, oh, it's so much longer. But it's like, when you have that focused, this is what I'm getting today. Oh, it feels so good. And I know the children appreciate it too. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely am in the moment of quality over quantity because I just don't have the quantity. Sometimes whether it's, I just physically don't have the time or whether I just don't have the bandwidth because my week has been taxing on me to spend a long time. You know, I've also come to terms with the fact that I am not the mom who's going to sit and do a long art project with my kids. You know, I am not the mom who comes up with these creative things to do and activities I'm a mom who's really present in the moments. And then, you know, I'm a mom who's dedicated to a career with other elements that keep me incredibly occupied. And that was hard. That's a hard shift because I have so many friends who are amazing at everything. It seems that they're amazing at everything. They can do it all. They have the art project laid out on the table and their house is spick and span. And, you know, they do have a career and they figure it all out. But I've just had to come to terms as I've gotten older and kind of am reaching this season of parenthood where I say to myself, you know, instead of the activity, my kids watch me on TV, depending on the story. And, (laughs) and I hope that, you know, that brings them joy. I hope they see the fruits of my labor, so to speak. And that, you know, gives them some sort of motivation in life. Whereas, you know, I'm not sitting with them at the kitchen table doing an art project. That's just not the mom that I am. Do your children understand what you do? Like when they see you on the TV, do they understand the, like what you're doing for work and stuff like that? Or do they not really have an understanding at this point? So I have a seven-year-old about to eight and a three-year-old. Okay. Um, so the seven, I would say yeah. what's interesting is well, the seven-year-old for sure understands yeah. what I do and more and more is becoming cognizant and aware of 
why I'm away or where I am. And when they turn on the TV, if it's an appropriate story, he wants to watch and wants to absorb and ask lots of questions about my storytelling and why I was in a certain location. And what does this mean? What does that mean? He's a very inquisitive child. So we've had to protect him in a way now more than ever from some of the stories that I do. But my three-year-old also is sort of coming around. And it's funny because it's watching him kind of tell people what I do. I think he thinks that maybe every mom is on TV. (laughs) That's what I was going to wonder. Yeah, the uniqueness of it is definitely not lost on my seven-year-old, eight-year-old, but he's about to turn eight. My three-year-old is still kind of wrapping his head around it. He does know mom's on TV and they catch me not every night, but you know, they catch me at night and they like to watch and it's nice to know they're watching. I always say to them, I hope I make you proud. And my seven-year-old will always say to me, mommy, you already make us proud, which... You know, exactly. I puddle every time. And that if you ask me how I surmount mom guilt, that's how it's getting affirmation, unprompted affirmation from my kids doing something right. (laughs) Hey, are you loving the show? You're halfway through. So I hope that you are. This is a reminder that if you love the show, appreciate our guests and want to continue to hear amazing conversations to leave those reviews and ratings. Reviews and ratings are how a podcast continues to grow and reach more people. And the more people we reach, the bigger we can get and the more amazing free content we can provide for you. Yes, you may hear some ads like this one, but my goal is to be able to provide free and accessible health, development and parenting content to you via the show. Leave a review and rating and update reviews after you hear a powerful episode. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Oh, I love it. And you mentioned already about like some news stories are obviously going to be more difficult, but in terms of you covering difficult news stories, and I, I say this also as a pediatrician married to an ER doctor, my husband sees a lot of awful things as an ER doctor and as a TV, you know, as a news national correspondent, you're hearing and seeing some difficult things many times. How do you sort of process these things to be more emotionally present for your kids or even just kind of cope with all of the sometimes negative things that we see in life and on the news. Yeah, it can be all consuming at times. Yeah. And I've had to realize that it doesn't get easier as I stay in this career longer. In fact, it can make you more and more paranoid yeah. because sadly, I see the worst of humanity. Yes. I won't even go into it here, but I see things just like you see as a physician that mm-hmm. you know really tug at your heart and say to you, could this happen to me? Or could this happen to my kids? Yeah. That doesn't necessarily get easier. It's hard to quiet those nerves and that paranoia that comes along with seeing everything and seeing it first and seeing it 
it real, meaning it's not diluted. I see the first cut before it makes TV. And oftentimes I'm covering it, you know, in person and that's even more traumatizing. So I think it's a counting your blessings thing. I know that sounds a little bit cliche or like a platitude, but I have to keep coming back to my kids are safe. My life is good. Mm -hmm. And frankly, no amount of anxiety that I throw at the future will change our future. Mm -hmm. And so I have to just be okay with that. And there are times when I'm covering a story and it becomes almost debilitatingly upsetting, just like I'm sure you have seen cases that shake you to your core. And it's hard to overcome that. It's hard to move through it. But then I get the next story that's a piece of joy. And, you know, I connect with someone I never thought I would connect with, a la our conversation. And for instance, like I said, we were going through a dark period before I met you. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like every parent, I was going through those major ups and downs and feeling isolated, both literally and emotionally in my career, in my life, in my parenting, because we were all stuck at home. Yeah, You know, meeting you was really a ray of light, you know, to say that you're not alone, that it's okay to be not okay at times. So it's those things. It's kind of just realizing that the bad things aren't going to go away, but you really have to try to reprioritize and focus on the good. Well, this is another reason why I love these conversations on these types of episodes, because you don't have to be where you are in terms of what you do for a living outside your home to resonate so deeply with that, right? Like I have a different profession and I agree, you see bad things, you see good things, just like anyone listening can go through some really hard times personally and go through some really joyous times. And that's kind of a reality of the circle of life of just how good things are really good and some bad things are really hard. And we've really connected, I know, through the last couple of years about when you share stories about a hard news story. And again, I'm not going to go into details, but you'd share it on your stories and I would DM you and I'm like, wow, like, I hope you're okay. Like, because I know, you know, as a, just being an empathetic person, like yes. that toll that it can take, not even just as a mother, but just as a human being, like you obviously care. We don't want to hear bad things happen, but of course we know that is a reality. So I love what you also said about the no amount of anxiety will change the future. And I think that is such a good tip to just hear and digest because we do get consumed sometimes. And I think a lot of us in the pandemic, especially as parents, you know, we perseverated over all the things that could go wrong, or maybe we're doing wrong or my kid getting sick. And I always say too, that All of that, I get it. We're trying to protect our families and protect ourselves, but that's not going to change outcomes, right? You're just living it twice. And if you worry about it now and worry about it later, but I just love the way you've changed your perspective just through experience of life. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things. This is an evolution, you Mm -hmm. know? I'm still learning in my career how to separate and how to come home after a really rough story or a tough live shot, whether it's the story content itself or I was mad at my own performance or I had a difficult time navigating something at work because 99% of what I do is off camera. And so it's, you know, the viewers don't see all the reasons that things go wrong. They just see me and a possible, you know, um, as you mentioned at the beginning of this, you know, we can all go absent-minded and just kind of not do our best. And so I have to find a way that once I walk through the threshold of the door, I can either sit there and dwell in the bad day and beat myself up, or I can try to seize those moments with my kids and try to separate and not let that bleed into how I engage with my kids. And I'm a work in progress. That's another thing that I've just accepted that sometimes I feel like I've got this together. And sometimes I feel like I'm falling apart and can feel like a zero sum game where I'm succeeding at work 
and then I'm failing on the home front or I'm, you know, really present at home and feel like I'm making headway with my kids and my husband. And I feel like work is slow and it's falling mm-hmm. by the wayside. So I think this is something everyone can relate to, whether you are a working parent or a stay-at-home parent or somewhere in between. We all can feel like we're failing. If we're succeeding on one front, we're failing on another. And, you know, we're all a work in progress. That's all I can say is that nobody has it nailed down, no matter how perfect it looks on Instagram. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. And you mentioned that already with like the activity tables and all of that. Like those things are all great, but it's all just such a personal situation and understanding that we all are, we all have strengths, we all have weaknesses, and we all just are going to thrive in certain areas. And it's almost like once, once I've accepted that life and motherhood and parenthood is yo-yos, like meaning sometimes there's just going to be good. Sometimes it's going to be down like valleys and peaks. It mm-hmm. really does change perspective when you just accept that and say, I can be upset. It's okay. I'm going to be happy when I'm happy, but life is going to continue on and we're just going to get through this together. Definitely. And, you know, as someone who is a a deeply empathetic person, Mm -hmm. um, I feel other people's emotions almost more than I feel my own. I've had to learn that I need to check in with myself and it's not a sign of weakness that a story really gets to me, that it actually can be a real value add and an asset. But I also have to guard my heart in a way that, you know, I'm sure you and your husband both do seeing what you see on a daily basis. And so it's that careful tightrope walk of knowing that sometimes your greatest strength can also be your Achilles heel. Yeah. It's a constant process of working to find the right. I don't even want to use the word balance. I'm looking for an ad for something that is not the word balance because I hate that word. (laughs) But it's a constant push and pull. Yes, that's a good one. I like that. Exactly. Maybe that works better. To allow yourself to be yourself. And for me, that's an empath, someone that like really feels other people's Mm -hmm. emotions and deeply cares about the stories that I do and the people that are involved in the stories I do and the people behind the scenes working with me on the stories that I work on but also taking a moment to take a deep breath and check in with myself and say, you know what, today's the day for yoga. Today's the day for, you know, a quiet moment or today's the day to veg out and watch some ridiculous brain candy TV show so that I'm not thinking about this anymore. Oh, and I guess I love talking to you about this. It's just so uplifting and just nice to connect with another parent, another mom, um, just about these things. What do you think has been the biggest thing you've learned from your career that has helped you in motherhood or vice versa, what you've learned in motherhood that has helped you in your career? That is such a great question. I get asked that all the time. So I would love to throw it out back to other people too. <laughs> well, I think it is that, that sense. Yeah. There's a couple fold. One is to prioritize because mm-hmm. there's only so many hours in the day and your heart only has so much space. Yeah. And so prioritizing means I know that I'm going to be busy. You know, Wednesday is not going to look the same as Thursday. That's not the kind of job I have and not the kind of life I lead, which can be a real joy. I mean, it's thrilling to have that kind of career, but it can also mean there's a lot of ups and downs for my family. And there's a lot of times I miss dinner and there's a lot of times that I'm not home for bedtime. So it's really to prioritize and to seize those like circling back to seize those moments that I know I am home to tuck my kids in with no phone to set boundaries for myself. You know, even if it's telling my producers, I'll work on this till midnight, but I have a gap in the night where from seven till eight 30, I am either tucking my kids in or eating dinner with my husband. And I literally will drill myself until one in the morning and then get up for GMA the next day. But my preference is to have that hour and a half of golden time. So it's really priorities, prioritization. 
Oh, this is so great. Thank you so much for joining me. I love chatting with you, not only on the show, but like I said, just on social media, my social media friend. I hope one day we can actually meet in person. That would be yes. awesome. We're but, um, pals, Mona. <laughs> yes, I love connecting with you. And I'm just so grateful that we were able to make this recording work amidst the schedule. And I am so grateful for all of the guests that I have come on to the show. Um, so thank you again for joining me today. It's an absolute pleasure. And thank you for sharing your own personal journey as well, whether it's fertility, parenting. It means a lot to the parenting community out there who may feel isolated and alone and only see the glamorous side of Instagram. It's a real value add to have a voice like yours that comes from the medical field that can give really good guidance on so many different levels. So thank you for everything that you're doing, too. And for you being the first official guest on one of these Finding Joy episodes, I am so excited that this is one of them just because, like I said, I think we can learn so much from each other just about hearing stories and hearing how we navigate not just the easy stuff because it can be hard. Like you said, like sometimes you see 80% of what we see on social is easy or even in real life. Like not a lot of times are people at parties talking about the difficult things, right? It's just social. Like we, we're going to talk about what's going well, um, having those heart to hearts, having those, hey, sometimes this is really difficult for me and maybe it's difficult for you. It provides so much peace, especially for fellow women. Um, and a lot of my listeners are women. I have some sprinkled men probably that mm-hmm. are maybe partners of women who are being told to listen to my show. Um, but yeah, I just, again, I really appreciate this. It resonates so deeply with me for you to share your journey, your story, how you navigate all the things that you navigate as a mother, um, I know is going to really help another mother listening as well today. Thank you so much. And I think it's important to recognize no matter how ideal someone's life looks from the outside, no one has all the answers and we can all just lean on each other and find the joy. And I really think that this conversation will bring joy to a lot of people. Hopefully we'll let people feel a sense of comfort that they're not alone and that it's okay to not be perfectly okay all the time and that we're all works in progress. And where can people find you to stay connected? I know you have an Instagram, but if you want to say that out and then um, anywhere else as well. I would love to stay connected with that. Obviously, you can find me on every ABC platform, but you can also find me at Ariel Rashef on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. So I look forward to talking with you. Awesome. And I will be linking that on the show notes as well. And thank you again for joining us today. An absolute pleasure and a joy. (laughs) Yes. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. As always, if you love this episode and you love this style of episode where I'm inviting people on to talk about real life things in motherhood and parenthood, make sure you leave a review wherever you can leave a review and a rating as well. That's how the podcast continues to grow and how I can continue to bring on these amazing guests on the show. And I cannot wait to chat with another guest next week. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. As always, please leave a review share this episode with a friend share it on your social media make sure to follow me at peds doc talk on instagram and subscribe to my youtube channel peds doc talk tv we'll talk to you soon feel like you're the martyr in your family you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, 
we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.